You're listening to a chapel message from Trinity Christian College, recorded live at the Ozinga Chapel Auditorium in Palos Heights, Illinois. It is so good to see you here at the first chapel of the academic year. Thank you for being here. And you know, as I was sitting and singing and watching and wondering, Gosh, I was just thinking what a gigantic privilege it is to be in a space where as a part of our regular rhythms of life, we can just gather and worship. Like that is not something to take for granted. So thank you for being here. Uh, Musicians, worship team, oh my goodness, thank you so much for leading us into worship. Uh, Scripture readers, prayers, thank you so much for doing that. It's so good to be here and to hear the words of that incredible psalm. That was an incredible poem, Psalm 65. It's prompted this deep theological question, which I've been thinking about a lot this summer, and that theological question is this, really? Really? I know. Come on, I went to school for a lot of years to learn to ask that question. Really? I spent a lot of money to learn to ask that question. Really? Like, my question when I hear Psalm 65 is like, well, what if that is true? Mm -hmm. Or maybe a better way I could ask that question is like, What kind of person would I need to be or what kind of campus community would we need to be in order to see just how true that is? And what is the that underneath this? I mean, oh my goodness, did you let your eyes see or your ears hear the words of that sacred poem? God's astonishing, staggering, lavish, boundless, free generosity. Come on, in abundance. Did you let yourself hear what that psalm actually says about God and the world and God's hope for the world? And I sort of hear it and I just think to myself, really? I mean, just to go a little bit grammar nerd on you for a moment, just spend some time thinking about the verbs in that psalm, like all these things that the psalm says God does. Listen, this is what God does. God answers, forgives, chooses, brings near, visits, makes, enriches, prepares, waters, settles, softens, blesses, crowns. Psalm thinks God does all those things. And the earth, when it receives those gifts of God's generosity, here's what the earth experiences. You ready? Overflow, richness, bounty, growth, abundance, fullness, goodness, Satisfaction, hope, joy, shouting, singing, singing together. Holy smokes. You see why I'm asking that question? Like, really? 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 That's my question, I think, today is sort of really, or what kind of person does the psalm imagine, or what kind of community does the psalm imagine could actually see that to be true about God and about the world and about our life before God. Like, can a person be like a field? So fields get it. Like, can a person be like the skies, 
morning and evening that sing for joy. Like, can a person be like a wilderness pasture that decks itself with joy? That's what I'm wondering about. Because the picture of God that this psalm creates is a picture of a God whose generosity is so much further above and beyond what we can imagine. And maybe, I think I would say this, above what we often experience. So I'm asking myself, what kind of person or what kind of campus community would we need to be to see just how true these amazing words from Psalm 65 are? And a very simple word is in my mind in response to that question. A very simple word. The word is just the word open. O-P-E-N. Open. The word is open. And I think I've been sitting with that word as I've thought about this poem in Psalm 65 because I think one thing that happens to the earth when it resists, maybe you caught this, when it resists this amazing gift from God is that God just slowly and gently opens it. Psalm 65, verse 10. This is a verse I think I can live the rest of my life on, and maybe you can too. Imagine a dry, plowed field, and then the psalm writer says, you, God, you, you water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with shower, showers and blessing its growth. You, I mean, think about that hard, dry, furrowed ground. Anybody here grow up around farmland like I did? And you know that when it's dry and the field is plowed, you can't walk out there barefoot. It hurts. The dirt is hard. It's not receptive. You can't put the seeds in the ground in that way. And here's the earth hard and furrowed and resistant, maybe, to the abundance that God is bringing. And the psalm writer just says, here's what God does, waters it abundantly. And then what starts to happen? What starts to happen? Those ridges, they start to settle. And that ground starts to soften. And in that way, God blesses it with growth and crowns it with bounty. And things start to overflow with richness, overflow with joy, overflow with shouting and singing for joy. And God just keeps opening up that hard, dry earth. And so I'm just sort of wondering, like, can I be like that dirt? <laughs> That's not a very high bar for me today, maybe. It's the end of week one. But could I just be a little bit like that hard dirt and receive what God is offering to open us up? Because we almost always feel like we don't have enough. Like this psalm just says, doggone it, there is so much more than enough. But we almost always feel like that's not true. I don't have enough time. I have enough money. I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough wisdom. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. So that's why when I read Psalm 65, I'm like, really? But here's what I think that opening might be for us together for us, standing alone before God, I think there might be four ways that we can just open and allow that abundance to soften us and to settle us and to make us fruitful. I think one thing we could start with is that we could open our hearts, actually, to just dare to believe that what the psalm is saying is true about God. Like, maybe just open our hearts and just dare to believe that the world might actually be like that. Even though we don't often feel, maybe it's like that. 
Dare to believe that you are loved with that abundance that is just like that rain that soaks the earth. Like just dare to believe that about yourself with an open heart. I like that word open because it's kind of passive actually, but it just means stop fighting it. Stop fighting against that. And if we can open our hearts, maybe then we can also open our eyes. And I think this is something we might need to do together, actually. If we can open our eyes to begin to look and perceive that gift from God is actually everywhere. It's everywhere we look when we walk outside onto that beautiful campus. But guess what? It is everywhere we look. If you look chair to chair in this space and see the incredible gift that is around you, it's like God drenching the dry earth with rain. Each of you, the gifts you bring for us and for one another. And like, what if we could open our eyes to that and name it and call it out, point towards it? I think we could open our hearts. I think we could open our eyes. I actually think we could open our hands. And that's an important one for me because in order to receive a gift, you actually do have to do this at a certain point. You know what I mean? But also in order to give a gift, you also have to do this at a certain point. You know what I'm saying? And I wonder if receiving God's gift and sharing God's gift is a way more fully to experience just how true this is about the world. I mean, I think the lie we usually believe when we feel we don't have enough is that therefore I've got to grab it and hold it really tightly. We just sort of take ourselves out of God's way of being, God's way of sharing, God's way of loving. So I just wonder if we could open up our hands to receive and to share this incredible abundance from God. Because I do think that that psalm is not just written to a person sitting alone on a mountaintop. It's actually written to a community gathered in worship. A community that's called together to open their eyes and believe that this could be true about God. To open their hearts, to open their hands, and to do this together because that abundance lives not just with me, it lives with us. And if we can learn to receive and to share, there is enough for what each of us needs. And here's the last thing. You know, I think that psalm actually asks us to open our arms in a sort of posture of rejoicing. Did you catch all the joy that was in that psalm? Where did it go? You make the gateways of the morning and the evening shout for joy. The dawn, the sunset, shouts for joy. The pastures of the wilderness, they overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. Gird, I don't use the word gird. They clothe themselves. They wrap themselves up in joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and they sing together for joy, right? What if we opened our arms in that celebration just to say, oh God, when we see that gift to name it and to offer thanks and to pull people into it, I mean, really? Is my question for Psalm 65, really? Is God that generous? Is the world that overflowing with enough for you and me and every person if we can stand in it in a way that receives it and sees it and shares it? And I think for us at Trinity, that is a good sort of word at the beginning of a semester. There will be a lot of times this semester where I and you and the staff in this room and the faculty in this room feel like we don't have what it takes. We don't have what we need. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough sleep. We don't have enough math skill. Talking about myself right there. We don't have enough fill in the blank. That will happen to us all the time. I promise. 
But in those moments, what if we could remind each other that, they're actually, that God actually gives us enough gift for all that God calls us to? And we could do it together, and we could do it for one another, and we could be a community that's known for having a wide, wide field of vision for the gifts that God gives. I think that would be good. I mean, do you think that would be good? Thank you. I knew someone would say yes. I think that would be good for us. And I think it would be good for shaping us to be like the dirt of that field or that overflowing river or that meadow that's bursting with joy as we stand before the world as it really is. So just inviting us together, together at the start of this semester to open, to open up, to open towards this grace and generosity that falls like a soaking rain. Open your hearts just believe that is true about God and you and the world. Open your eyes and look, look for bigger gift. Look for more gift. Don't have a narrow view of gift. Open your hands so that you can receive those gifts and then share them. Keep them moving. Put them back into the community and open your arms in joy because this is a people so beloved by the generous God in whose name we pray today and always give thanks, O oh Lord, for the overwhelming generosity of the world that the psalm writer describes. We give you thanks. It's hard to believe. It's very hard to believe. when We so often feel like we don't have what we need. In this community, in this campus, in our classes, in our residence halls, on the athletics fields, in the dining hall, would you give us eyes to see the amazing gift that you've given to us? And in so doing, fill us, O oh God, with joy, we pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to Trinity Christian College's Chapel Podcast. To learn more about campus ministries at Trinity, visit trnty.edu slash chapel.